everyone and welcome back to another episode of Why. Before we start the episode or anything that has to do with it, uh, we'd just like to give a quick shout out to our artists who are supporting and helping us. Um, I'd like to thank the graphic designer, Ahmed Hassan, aka Supergood, and our audio engineer, Samani Hadju. You can follow both, both of them uh, on Instagram at supergood underscore and at Samani Hadju. Um, we'll, we're going to link their ads on our Instagram, so just check them out and... Give them some love. Please do. So let's get to this episode. Hi, so, um, so far the discussion has been centered mainly around teachers. Yeah. Um, all of us, including our guests have been teachers at one point in their lives, um, except for today. Guest for today, yeah. she has a different input that we value so much. And uh, as you can tell from the title of our episode, we believe that learning starts at home and continues at school. Uh, with us is Um Khalifa. Welcome. We're very happy to have you. And uh, tell Thanks us for having me. <laughs> <laughs> tell us who is Um Khalifa. Who is she? I don't know, dude. I'm just a mom. <laughs> really. I don't like to... I feel like giving yourself some kind of background information, like, gives you, like, I don't know, some 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 sort of, like, certificate yeah. of knowledge, like, oh, she has this, therefore, we should listen to her, so I'm just going to remove all of that. Doesn't matter. None of it matters. We love yeah. that mom. Love that. Doesn't love matter. That. <laughs> so tell us who you're a mom to. Okay, his, name is, his name is Khalifa, and he's six and a half. And yeah, he's he's a pretty cool kid. But we're honestly huge fans. We really are. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just like I'm really trying to keep my containment of how much I'm a fan of Khalifa. So tell us more about your relationship with him. What's it like? I don't know. It changes throughout like the ages and and periods. Like obviously, when they're babies, they're very they have personalities but they don't know how to vocalize it so it's yeah. a different it's a different dynamic right now the six-year-old phase is like i know everything and i have nothing new to learn there's yeah. like some kind of like arrogance i learned how to walk i learned how to ride a bike you know yeah i'm good <laughs> i'm good for life that's all i need you feel like you have a general parenting style or like i no. i feel like it changes follow. it changes listen like it's i i think we we consider ourselves equals like we're all like friends at mm-hmm. home and not friends like in a, oh, should you brush your teeth kind yeah. of way, but just, you know, like we, we really listen to his input and kind of have a conversation. So because I said so, it does not work, never did work, and it's not going to work. That's really interesting because I was about to ask you, how do you think he views the relationship? Mm. Oh, he says very much. <laughs> yeah, he's very vocal <laughs> about it. Um, the next time you should do the podcast <laughs> with Khalifa <laughs> because... <laughs> I should not be his, I'm not his spokesperson. Exactly. Season three coming up. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's very vocal about it. Like, oh, why do you say this? Or, you know, he questions or we talk about it and things change. Like we make, we make mistakes and then we adjust, Mm -hmm. you know, we have, you know, we have our, our ups and downs. So there are parts that I, I definitely make mistakes and then I'm like, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And (laughs) it's the opposite is true, you know? I think but, yeah. um, we both, so obviously we both follow you on social media and we're yeah. huge fans. And uh, just a, like just a quick thing, you yeah. guys should follow her too on Instagram, right? Just Instagram? As long as it lasts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
So what we see, or what we can see, um, is that the Khalifa kind of takes charge of his learning. Yeah. Yeah. So do you allow him, or we can see that you allow him to choose what he wants to learn, but what's that like? Yeah, because, so he chooses what he wants to learn, but it's still stuff that we assume you presented to him. Yeah, there's different levels of it, and, there, yeah. and it started... It started differently when he was in school. Mm. I felt like it was more like complimentary stuff. Like I, I could like be a lot more relaxed. And then when he was out of school, it's been a year now exactly since he's entered a school at all. And um, when they first stopped school, I tried to mimic his, because he went to a Montessori school. So I tried to mimic that just for his comfort. It was a very confusing time. So I would do a lot of like very, like we had a Montessori rhythm going because it made him feel better. And he really enjoyed it. And like we kept going, the semester ended and we just kept doing it all throughout the summer because mm. everything was closed, like open, what, September 1st. Yeah. So all summer we didn't travel anywhere and we were just doing like Montessori rhythm stuff. And then it slowly started changing. Um, and then he graduated from whatever preschool and had to go to real school, which was like a sl <laughs> slap in the face for all of us. I was like, and then we decided, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> so he hasn't really, I mean, he's, enrolled in a school but he's never been there his teachers have never met him and yeah. we just decided not to send him yeah and it's been awesome so i'm really trying to get that to be a permanent thing so it's like changed first it yeah. was structured and then it like changed and now it's like completely different different yeah okay, so let's take a step back a little bit and can you tell the listeners more about the montessori kind of yeah style because montessori is very low tech low uh it's like for kids who in my opinion really like rhythm and organization it's very organized very methodical yeah. very it's it's good for kids who like really rely on routine and it comforts them and it's also very like it doesn't have a lot of like high sensory or sensory overload things so no bright colors no screens very like nature-based so it really suits Khalifa's personality specifically although it might not for other people mm -hmm. so it just depends it's also very child-led, so uh, what a Matsuri classroom would probably look like is like a circle time in the morning, mm. and then everybody goes off and does their work cycle for, depending on the school, can be from one and a half hours to ideally three hours, they just do whatever they want. So mm. it's quiet time, they ring a bell or whatever, and then he just goes, picks, he wants whatever to do math, chooses, language, yeah. and he just sits and works on it, and he's like deep into concentration. Do you allow him to do that now? Yeah, for sure. We have a full-on like Matsuri setup, but... We haven't been doing, like, he's less, I think we explored all of it, and now mm. he wants to do other things, and then he, like, always will go back to it, because that's what he grew up with for that's years. So, cute. so, yeah, like, it's very, like, they have, you roll out the carpet, and then you put, you treat your materials with respect, and then you have to put everything back, so nobody, like, does things for you. You do it by yourself. If you want it, you want to learn it, you go, you get the knowledge, you, <laughs> you do it, and then you put it back, yeah. How do you choose what to bring into the household? So, the, the books, the toys the whatever so. Ooh, everything has it's filtered <laughs> there's hardcore essentially but also like if he feels strongly that he wants to do something then we'll, we'll look at it together and then if it's not appropriate he'll, he'll look at me and be like okay <laughs> i know that this is not good stuff but i really wanted to try it anyway um yeah so i definitely look into i don't just like mindlessly consume anything anyway we try to keep purchases toys I mean, he doesn't have a lot of toys mesquite he has probably some of the same toys since he was very little um like he's had some of his toddler toys till now he plays with them like and they're very basic i don't like screens i don't like battery operated things so usually on his birthday it's like against my will people will buy him toys yeah <laughs> and then we do a purge so we have a yearly purge where we have like 
people that we will give our old things to, and then he's allowed to buy new things. So it's a, it's a limited space, and he can fill it. Once it's full, mm. he needs to remove. He needs to say I goodbye. I think that's very healthy. I've seen a couple of moms do that, where they don't present their kids with all of the toys. They present them with specific toys. And so for these upcoming weeks, you'll play with these four or five toys so that they focus on what the toys are actually for yeah. whether it's colors or yeah. whatever whatever they can learn from it and i yeah. think it's actually very healthy cycling toys yeah for sure but it's even better to just have less like exactly. i feel like people have this i noticed like you go to someone's house and they have a whole toy room yeah. and it's just boxes of junk and like half of it's broken exactly. and you have to and sift they probably through play it with one exactly thing yeah. only. and then they want a new thing because they're bored of those yeah. things but yeah. if everything is like placed nicely and very intentional and these like are the things that matter because you have to, you have to you know that you're gonna say goodbye to some of them like yeah. it ends up narrowing down to the things you really love so for each kid that collection that's curated is gonna look different but it's gonna be very meaningful and I think it's also telling I think because he enjoys the learning process yeah so he doesn't really rely on the toys to keep him entertained does he does he do you find him like choosing to do something related to learning, uh, quote unquote learning, rather than grabbing a toy. But toys are learning. Like yeah. everything is learning. Mm -hmm. How is a Lego set different than a geometry set? It's not, they're the exact same thing. You're yeah. building, there's science, there's math, there's whatever storytelling, if you're gonna bring in the characters, yeah. you know, everything is learning. Like any toy can be learning. The only ones that are not learning are like this very purposeful, like like apps that okay, click next. Okay, yeah. those yeah. are being led. The child mm -hmm. is being led. But any kind of toy is learning. Like you just have to have the right attitude. Do you think he's aware of that, or do you try to make him aware of that? That everything is learning. I don't. I'm sure he's he's aware of it, but I don't know who started it first. It's like which came first, the chicken. <laughs> we were both together. <laughs> which who thought of it first? I don't know. Okay, I think so it's that's... just some kind of like unconscious knowing. We just, mm -hmm. one of us knew or both of us knew or we always knew. Like, I don't know. And then it's just, you continue doing it. That brings us to a point that I want to bring up. Um, so I, I'm assuming that you strongly feel about, you have strong feelings or opinions towards traditional ways of teaching. So just repetition and forcing in information and just all kids having one syllabus Curriculum, to follow. following it. Yeah, and I think we should open the door for a discussion in this topic. So yeah. I want to ask you, what do you, how do you feel <laughs> about traditional ways? Very of against, very against. Um, I, I mean, schools need to exist. Obviously, yeah. people kids work, and kids learn, need yeah. to go somewhere. Yeah. I suppose, but just, <laughs> <I love that. laughs> just the 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 way that they're constructed are the same as prisons. Like they're just they little are. jails. Um, and if you look at the history of schools and why they were made and like, I don't want to be like anti everything here, but they were made to discipline and, you know, indoctrinate children. That's what, what they were made before Hatani, like in the early 1900s, we didn't have schools. We had like one person in your community that just took the kids and told them stories and read the Quran and stuff like that. And suddenly we had to take up the way of schools that they were in the modern world or whatever and they're very toxic what are we trying to do with them i don't know they just it just seems very unha an unhappy place to be so anywhere that's like that i'm not i also feel that way about malls so <laughs> but that's a different <laughs> podcast episode <laughs> that's different. anything that tells you how to <laughs> yeah anything that tells
tells you how to be and what to think is, is, is oppressive, but especially so to children. For me, like, we view children and the elderly as less than, than other people. Why? You know, they're, they're, we're all people. Like, why does age suddenly matter when it comes to things? So... I just feel bad for him. I feel bad that he needs, you know, he, basically kids have no choice. The difference between an adult and university that doesn't want to go to class that day and the child is that the child has to go whether they want to or not. They're being forced against their will. So what do they do? They mentally tune out. They just space out in their head. They just become absent, you know, internally. And that's sad if it happens like on a regular basis. Repeatedly, yeah. yeah. And I think you hear a lot of kids going like, when am I ever going to use this in real life? Or... Why am I learning this equation? Because they've separated what you take in school because that's it. Once yeah. I leave school, it's the real world because yeah. that's not real. Yeah. It's not connected to me or anything I do. Yeah. And there are people who, like me who leave school and just don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. I don't want to remember school. I don't want to think about my teachers. I don't want to think about mm -hmm. my high school experience. It's actually triggering to me when people are like, high school was the best time of my right. life because for me, yeah. it's, I don't What are you talking about? What, exactly. Wait, let's have a reunion. <laughs> no, I, have, I feel the same way. I had a terrible university experience, terrible high school experience, terrible childhood school. Like anything related to school is awful. <laughs> so. Do you think that's why you've made active decisions to make? To give Khalifa a difference. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a conscious decision. I didn't like decide before mm. he was born. It was like when we sort of showed up in each other's lives. Mm. And he, I saw, oh my God, this is like a whole person. Why do people like make it sound like Literally. you have a poodle that mm. you just like brush and put in your purse? It's, it's, a, it's person. a person. They have their own wants and needs. Like I can't tell him what I want him to be. And he's very different than me in a lot of ways. Like I'm very like kind of like the hippie mom so like everyone would think oh this kid's a woman's homeschooling her child they're probably finger printing trees and stuff no like he's like doing like really advanced math i don't know how <laughs> i don't know that math but he's doing it i have to like google stuff sometimes it's like is it right is it right and i'm like wait a minute i have to go to the bathroom <laughs> It's kind of like what we do. Yeah, um, I need a second to set up the screen and then you Google it like quickly. just quickly. Just fine. But isn't that so cool? Like that you have limitations. They actually do no more than you in some things, yeah. you know? So, so it's, it's like the it's like the little retweet emoji. Like someone, yeah. he knows some stuff, I know some stuff, we teach each other. It's just a cycle. Yeah. How, cool. do you, how do you deal with him not wanting to do things? So for example, let's say that he has a homework that he needs to submit. Whatever. How do you deal with Okay, that? we know that you might have unpopular opinions and we want you to know that this yeah, is... Yeah, we want opinion. you. Yeah. He has not submitted almost since January, nothing. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, nothing. <laughs> and um, in the fall, I don't know, like here and there. Like, I'm so lucky that his teacher is very chill, yeah. ve like very forgiving. He's just like, you know, you do your own thing. We get you. You're just way out there. Mm -hmm. So he gets it. Um, but like the other teachers, like the our Arabic, like the they other the conventional yeah program. they're very much like he's failing so um because you're not submitting work and i'm like we're doing things in real life it doesn't matter he so he's not doing <laughs> it distresses him it's like is a it huge he doesn't want it? it's it's not just because he doesn't want it he has good reasons for not wanting it mm. like when i look at it i'm just like i feel bad even trying to convince him that this is an important homework so some of it that i feel is <laughs> It's, it's ridiculous so I wouldn't I wouldn't do it like so I'm not gonna make him do it um 
So some of it that I feel has merit, I will introduce it to him and he'll be like, fine, like he'll do it in five minutes and class. Or sometimes he will actually like really like it. But the things that I, we both know are just busy work. It's just like paper to prove that you've done something. Mm. We don't do. So, but for other things, I don't want to sleep and I like anything. I'm like, okay, everything you do, you choose. You have a choice, yes or no. But there are consequences to your actions. This is life. Whether the consequences are from me because you didn't clean up or yeah. the consequences are from school, this is what's going to happen to you. you know? Whether you want to do yeah. it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Like there was a point in time where um, his dad was like really nervous. And the, I'll talk about this later, but like de-schooling your mind. Like, oh, school yeah. is so important and you're, you're holding him back in life. And like he was very worried about him being at home. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's not doing his homework. You know, if you don't, send, if you don't do your homework, I'm going to send him to school. So I was like, Khalifa, I'm going to get real with you. (laughs) Dad wants to send you to school. So do you want to do your homework here or do you want to go to school? Because those are the consequences of doing and not doing it. Like, you choose. And I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to, like, sit and yell over your head. You do it. Okay. Sometimes he'll be in distress. and It's like a cycle. Like, oh, I don't want to go, blah, blah. And then he'll, like, have to do it. But it's not because he wants to do it. It's because he knows the consequence of that Mm -hmm. is going to school. Mm -hmm. So it's even sadder. He's doing homework to not go to school. But, yeah. So always you choose, but this is the consequence. You will have something to, it's not like grounding. It's like there, there's always, it's yeah. physics. It's like to every action, there's an equal or opposite reaction. <laughs> I know it's, I know it's very advanced, but he understands the Newton law. And mm-hmm. I told him like, there's a, there's a consequence to everything, to everything you, do. you do. Yeah. So we all have freedom of choice. Okay. It's not going to be hitting, yelling, grounding, whatever. It's like something happens. <laughs> Every choice you, you make in life, something happens. And you just answered the next question I wanted to ask you. What? Which was, what do you think of conventional ways of discipline? Oh, like I don't know. Punishment, restriction. I don't think there. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't want to say something because I feel like I've done all of those things. Mm-hmm. Like at some point, I've done everything. And some things I've hated and some things I felt were necessary at the time. But yeah. it just depends. Like Khalifa not listening when he's on the edge of a cliff in Scotland. No. <laughs> yeah. Khalifa not wanting to, you know, go to bed or brush his teeth. Fine. Get sus. <laughs> so it just, yeah. Like there are, ex- like there are, you can't just say, oh, there's a blanket Absolutely. statement. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, yeah. And I feel like. It's uh, it's gonna change because he's gonna become a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Even now, it's then. different than when he's a toddler. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't understand that he can't throw himself off <laughs> the balcony, but now he does. So if he doesn't, I'm like, you know better. You're gonna die, you know. <laughs> so it just depends. It's yeah. cool to see that it's a constant learning experience, even for you. So you're yeah. No one, no one knows what they're doing or anything. It, I don't know what yeah, I'm doing. Exactly. No one knows what they're doing. I think you start messing up once you feel that arrogance of oh, I know everything. I know how this works. This is so, that's how I'm going to do it. I think that's when people start messing up in any discipline, really. I think once you go like, oh, I know everything. I've done it before. I have, I got it. Yeah. yeah. I think we have been up. all like collectively told this huge lie that adults know what they're doing. Mm. Yeah. Schools know what they're doing. Governments know what they're doing. Everybody knows what they're doing. No one knows what they're doing. <gasps> no. What is this? What? A purpose in life? What is it? <laughs> and then you pretend to know what you're doing because you think everybody else knows. No, no one knows what they're doing. Sometimes kids have really good reasons for doing the things that they're doing. Mm. So I feel like it just needs to be a conversation. Yeah. Do you think teachers should behave like parents? Or no. do you expect... They're not parents. Teachers? Are you a parent? No. Yeah. I, you don't have the same relationship as somebody's parent. So you can't... You don't... Like, Khalifa would forgive a lot more of me than he would of you because mm. I'm his parent. I know that's sad, but it's just the way but it is. It's the truth. It's the way it works. Um, and then... 
Yeah, I just feel like actually being a teacher is even harder because you can't make those mistakes. You're not allowed to. You you should be able to, but you're you shouldn't really mm-hmm. because every little thing you do lasts like it can last a it really does. long time. Yeah, you're a stranger, and like strangers can hurt you a lot more. That makes Especially sense. Especially in a power position. Yeah, the power dynamic, but even at home, like because parents m- normally have this like the higher yeah, yeah. top down like authoritarian figure anyone that doesn't have an equal relationship it hurts more when you hurt them yeah it just feels very unfair so no i don't think teachers should behave like parents i think they should behave like teachers whatever that looks like yeah i was just gonna ask you what does it look like because i don't know See, I know it's different. The reality is different. Yeah. So teaching it in a public school is not the same as teaching. You in mean like school. in traditional schools? Exactly. Yeah. It's not the same. So I feel like you're gonna have to be very unpopular with mm. the adults. You have to be the guardian of the children. Yeah. That's what you would have to be. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have to be very hated by the adults around you and very cherished by the children because you can just think of it like in a like I don't know. You're like their lawyer. <laughs> and you're gonna you're gonna have to fight all those like written rules and like methodologies that exist and exist so that you can, you know, get them kind of some breathing room. You can't give them what they want, but you can yeah. give them a little bit of breathing room. There's like a little bubble there where you have power. So that's kind of where you work, as opposed to parents who can just not have them in the room at all mm. or just break down the door. Like <laughs> it's different. Because there are times where you want you want parents to say something, and yeah. you're like, "Thank yeah. you, yeah, yeah, we need exactly. you." To, it comes That's from true. you. It's different. Exactly. And then there's the other the other spectrum. Yeah, where I, I think both the teacher and the parent needs to understand that they're not doing the same thing, but they're working towards the same purpose. Yeah, which is this child feeling safe, this child learning, mm. this child understanding themselves. And I think a lot of times both parties lose lose track of what they're doing i think because one thinks they know better than the other yeah Yeah. if you're spending eight hours a day with those kids and then some spend like only a couple of hours with their kids yeah and then it leads me to beg the question like who knows the kid more Mm -hmm. i don't know and so you sometimes hear teachers complaining and oh they know better they should teach them and vice versa whereas again it's not one against the other it's us being together, us. Yeah, and how many hours a day kids are spending where? Mm. Yeah. With who? Because that's and the thing. Mindful. Okay, if they spend eight hours a day at school, I only see them for like an hour. Mm. Other teacher sees them for like I don't know two hours max. Yeah, it depends on if you're talking about younger grades because they have a homeroom teacher. Mm. It's yeah. like one teacher versus. Also, also. So it just depends on the age of the person. It depends on how many hours you get spent with them, and yeah, a lot of things. How mindful that hour or hours mm-hmm. are. Okay, so we're not moms, and we're not teachers anymore, so we feel like we don't have a direct connection to the learning process of children anymore. So we feel like we can't really conclude this episode, so we want to give you that platform. We want you to tell us what you think the listener should take from this episode. Um, you can't outsource raising your kids, <laughs> not with a maid, not with a teacher, not with anyone. Since I can specifically talk about parenting, you just yeah. you have to do the work, you and you have to you know understand that children are people; <laughs> they're not objects that you own, and you guys do have a connection to people. You have connections to your nieces, your younger siblings. Mm-hmm. You are a part of the community. It doesn't matter if you're not a teacher and not a parent. 
you have just as much responsibility dealing with children, a child you encounter standing in a line next to you or, you know, anything. Your main job is to make them feel comfortable and safe and take up, allow them to take up a little bit more space than the tiny space that they're allowed, you know? So I guess that's what I would say. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I love that. Truly. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for being with us. Yes. Thank Truly. you for having me. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for sharing what you have to share. Thank you for telling us more about Khalifa. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Thank Tune you. in next week for another episode with another interesting guest. Thank you. Bye.